from the studios of the Bitter End Media Group, deep in the heart of Texas. It's the Texas Backstage Pass Podcast with your host, Jeff Caperton. Writers, directors, producers, this is your backstage pass to the latest in the Texas film and television industry. And now, here is your host, Jeff Caperton. Hey, welcome back to Texas Backstage Pass. Today we're out here with Corey and Wes at Lucky Giraffe Set Design and Construction. We're uh, just outside of Austin, Texas at their shop, but they of course work all over Texas and anywhere else that they want to go. But uh, guys, thanks for being on the podcast today. We appreciate you coming out. We're sorry we're having to improvise a little bit because we had a lot of our equipment stolen this morning, but uh, we're really glad to be here and we're excited to hear a little bit about it. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how both of y'all kind of got into the the business and how you ended up in Texas building movie sets. Yeah, that's a good story. Thanks for having us on, by the way. Um, I actually, we met building in Austin at a theater called the Zach Theater. Uh, he was a carpenter there and I was an overhire carpenter. And uh, yeah, he taught me basically how to build, okay. which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we're only there for a short time though because then he got connected with a guy who took him to the film industry. It was a company that I wanted to work for, Rooster Teeth in town, which is a mm. uh, fun internet company that has a huge following. They were like, hey, you want to help on the film? I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> book it. And then they did another movie probably a couple months later. Mm. And then, what, after, it was less than a year and yeah, I was working for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I came actually, back, he's like, hey, I need I need your help on this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm lead carpenter on this uh, project. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so All right. he got a job, then worked their second movie called Me In. I worked on a Rooster Teeth feature, and then I was working on another thing as Lee Carpenter called him. And then we did three projects together that way, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. for some reason I was lead, even though he knew how to build better than me. Right. I don't like the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, on the third or fourth film, we were actually out here at Spiderwood, where our shop is today. Right. In this building, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and... Um, Barry Rogers, who we both know, right. walked in. He was the director of operations at the time, mm -hmm. and he said, "Hey, you guys, you guys want to do want to build a shop?" And we were like, "Yeah, let's do a shop." Because you want this building? We were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so uh, that's how we established Lucky right. Giraffe right. here at Spiderwood. Um, yeah. Well, very good. That's really that's really cool because this is a great spot to be. There's a lot going on. You're close to Austin, and of course, like you were just saying, you've got a job coming up out all the way out in Marfa, Texas. So you're anywhere you need to be. I know uh, when we talked before, you showed me you've got you know a couple of couple of good big trucks. From the studios of the Bitter End Media Group. Deep in the heart of Texas, it's the Texas Backstage Pass Podcast with your host, Jeff Caperton. Writers, directors, producers, this is your Backstage Pass to the latest in the Texas film and television industry. And now, here is your host, Jeff Caperton. Hey, welcome. 
welcome back to Texas Backstage Pass. Today we're out here with Corey and Wes at Lucky Giraffe Set Design and Construction. We're uh, just outside of Austin, Texas at their shop, but they of course work all over Texas and anywhere else that they want to go. But uh, guys, thanks for being on the podcast today. We appreciate you coming out. We're sorry we're having to improvise a little bit because we had a lot of our equipment stolen this morning, but uh, we're really glad to be here and we're excited to hear a little bit about it. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how both of y'all kind of got into the the business and how you ended up in Texas building movie sets. Yeah, that's a good story. Thanks for having us on, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Um, I actually, we met building in Austin at a theater called the Zach Theater. Uh, he was a carpenter there and I was an overhire carpenter. And uh, yeah, he taught me basically how to build, okay. which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we're only there for a short time though because then he got connected with a guy who took him to the film industry. It was a company that I wanted to work for, Rooster Teeth in town, which is a mm -hmm. uh, fun internet company that has a huge following. They were like, hey, you want to help on the film? I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> book it. And then they did another movie probably a couple months later. And then, what, after it was less than a year and yeah, I was working for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I came actually, back, he's like, hey, I need I need your help on this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm lead carpenter on this uh, project. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so All right. he got a job, then worked their second movie called Me In. I worked on a Rooster Teeth feature, and then I was working on another thing as Lee Carpenter called him. And then we did three projects together that way, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. for some reason I was lead, even though he knew how to build better than me. Right. I don't like the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, on the third or fourth film, we were actually out here at Spiderwood, where our shop is today. Right. In this building, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and... Um, Barry Rogers, who we both mm -hmm, know, right. walked in. He was the director of operations at the time, mm -hmm. and he said, "Hey, you guys, you guys want to do want to build a shop?" And we were like, "Yeah, let's do a shop." He goes, "You want this building?" We were like, "Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. sure." <laughs> so uh, that's how we established Lucky right, Giraffe right. here at Spiderwood. Um, yeah. Well, very good. That's really that's really cool because this is a great spot to be. There's a lot going on. You're close to Austin, and of course, like you were just saying, you've got a job coming up out all the way out in Marfa, Texas. So you're anywhere you need to be. I know uh, when we talked before, you showed me you've got you know a couple of couple of good big trucks. You can pretty much pack up whatever you need and and take it uh, wherever it's needed. Buying the trucks, were, it, that was the best thing I think we could have done. <laughs> we have the production truck full of production equipment we always wanted to do, but then we just we realized we were using it so much to haul our own stuff around uh -huh. and having to rent trucks all the time. We, we didn't realize how much stuff we've accumulated in three years of just mm -hmm. stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, useful stuff, tools and trucks and everything else. Uh, by the way, that's not an incentive for anybody to come and steal our stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Please. No <laughs> Where are y'all again? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Now, tell me a little bit about, I know that, you know, as a producer myself, when I'm producing a movie and doing things, there's always the, the option of shooting on location or renting a soundstage and building a set. Um, you know, what are some of the advantages? Obviously, obviously, there's an expense that goes along with renting a soundstage and having to construct the set and, and do all that stuff. But tell me some of the advantages of shooting on a set on a soundstage versus shooting at your Aunt Minerva's house. I love locations because mm -hmm. locations, there are certain things that we could never replicate. Mm -hmm. um, there's antiques and, and old construction buildings that, I mean, unless you're a Marvel movie or you have mm -hmm. just copious amounts of money, right. like there's, there's no way that you can replicate that sort of authenticity. But for a lot of people, those shots get lost. So mm -hmm. uh, the control you have on a soundstage uh, for you, you save money in the long run for most mm -hmm. things because 
transpo, crew movement, uh, trying to get everybody organized, even just finding bathrooms and power. Yeah. Like you talking about our job in Marfa, I'm taking our generator with us. I have all our battery powered tools. I have no idea if I'm gonna be in the middle of nowhere when I, right. I'll set up a solar panel and start charging my <laughs> stuff. But okay. it's on a soundstage, you have the control to keep people and check people. Um, if there's a sensitive scene, mm -hmm. it's always good to have Mm -hmm. That kind of indoors. You don't you don't want anybody in a lovemaking scene, right? In the rain, in the cold, out in some barn somewhere, right? So right. yeah, and honestly, um, most of the time, even though you say there are costs associated mm -hmm. with getting a stage or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, we've been on several projects where they've tried to cut the corner by going with yeah. the cheaper option, and you end up paying for it in mm -hmm. the end. Like whether it's parking or the yeah. bathroom situation or whatever, like the freedom mm -hmm. and control you get from having a stage, mm -hmm. I mean that that's going to save you a lot yeah. of time, which yeah. is money. Yeah, well, and certainly a part of set design too is you know movable walls and movable ceilings. If you want to get a certain shot, well, we'll just take this section of wall out, you know. Or whatever, or we can we can light it and leave the lights. You know, you don't have to reset your lights every time you go back to that location, especially if it's a location that's saying in you know in a series or a feature film, you're going to be spending a lot of time at that location. You know, exactly. and then you have times where we built an entire stage for a movie because they said, oh, we absolutely want to get this shot where it's right at the carpet. We want to see the fibers of the carpet. Never did the shot. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> we built uh, the entire set on a, on a three foot tall stage so someone can get down there and they never used it. it never, wild. not once. They, like yeah. holes in the floor yeah. with the carpeting cut out, secret passages, mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. Never used it. Never used it. That happens a lot though. It's, it's awkward. <laughs> but tell me about some other crazy things that, that maybe y'all have done or, or interesting things that y'all have done that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, actually, another really funny instance where they had asked for. Um, movable walls. We built, just out here in the field out here, we built a, mm -hmm. uh, a bathroom as its own complete set, <laughs> but outside because they wanted mm -hmm. to get this beautiful sunset shot, you know, mm -hmm. coming in. And uh, you can't do that inside the stage. Right. So we built it out there and they knew they were going to have to remove some walls, but they didn't know exactly which ones. They were waiting mm -hmm. for the DP to make the decision. <sighs> and we were, and so we built it as flexible as we could and we were right. like, all right, you can do anything except move this one wall. And that's the wall. And the that's DP the wall they wanted to move. Moved. And we were like, oh, of course. Thing, always. Thing <laughs> always. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, got the shot. Yeah. Tell us about some of the projects y'all worked on, some of the things that people might have seen or know about. Sure. Um, actually, we just had a really cool one come out. It was a Starbucks Uber Eats commercial. Oh, neat. Um, what happens is they, they filmed with this like robot arm. And okay. what the robot arm is, is you can program it to the same pass every time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and if we're talking to film industry people, we all know what a plate is. You get mm -hmm. a still, so that way you can uh, impose things on the still. Right. Well, with the robot arm, the entire movement is a plate so because it's repeated mm, exactly okay. every time so you can do a bunch of different actions and mm -hmm. then cut it all together so you have people fading in and out walls fading uh, in and out things like that nice. so they um, had cabinets coming down and desks flipping out of the way and <laughs> drawers uh, like that slunk sunk in and countertops coming down and entire furniture being moved in and out and dropped down and lighting changes the door spun around and then also opened a different way mm -hmm. I mean, there were so many gadgets and gags, yeah. and it turned out to look really awesome. Yeah, that's really neat. I'd be watching for that one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about, obviously, there's a lot of different skill sets that people need to have uh, to do this. And, of course, you know, you aren't building a house to last 100 years. You're building a house. No, don't uh, trust us yeah, to do that. A building that lasts until the end of the day or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of very unique skill sets. Tell us about some of the people you got working for you and some of the unique skill sets that they have. and. And, and how they integrate into the system. 
Sure. So actually, we're really lucky. We have a really awesome team, mm -hmm. and uh, they've been with us now uh, about five or six months as full time. So we went mm -hmm. from two to six, a team of two to a team of six, okay. about five months ago. Nice. We still have as much work as we did last time. Has <laughs> it gotten easier? Yeah. No, I don't know where that was. That was supposed to change, but. Um, but whereas before, like we had fairly rudimentary uh, uh -huh. drafting skills, and then obviously our fabrication skills uh -huh. are there. Uh, we brought in an operations manager. His name is Yasha, uh, and he brought with him. Um, really proficient 3D mm. drafting skills oh, and he nice. even uses uh, the Unreal Engine so that you can we can now model your set and then give you a camera walkthrough of oh, what it's going nice. to look like okay. before we, we even start building it. Nice. And Unreal yeah. can do lighting and pathways and he can shift things and change things. He can do curves and spheres a lot easier mm. than I could in SketchUp but uh, it's it's fantastic and it really helps us along with uh, we finally bought the toys we wanted of the 3D mm. printers and his skills in 3D modeling, that stuff, took mm -hmm. off too. Because I think as soon as we bought the printer, we were like, okay, we can start talking to clients. No, first week we are like, hey, build this massive thing. Yeah. Right. In fact, when we bought the 3D printer, it immediately started running day one. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, we bought another 3D printer because <laughs> yeah. we were so busy with it. And right. I'm pretty sure neither of them has stopped moving pretty much since, yeah. no. since we got them. They're just um, fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I mean, you, whatever you can imagine, you can build you them. You can make them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had the CNC machine before, which Yasha's skills also translate to, but I had to learn that uh, G code and everything else. The CNC does great job. We have signs and cutouts and, and different things like that, but intricate, tiny stuff, prototyping uh, prop builds for me, mm -hmm. it's been a lifesaver. Yeah. Great. That's um, really cool. And then we also were very fortunate to add to our team. We added uh, a scenic and Rachel Kishnik. She's okay. our. Uh, our lead scenic, we call her Queen of the Paints around here. Okay. And then we have uh, Christy Howell, who is uh -huh. our lead fabricator. She's our scenic shop manager. We also call her the shop empress. Okay. Um, self So everybody has titles. a title, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody has titles. Put that um, on your business card. But basically, <laughs> by adding those two people, mm -hmm. we took skills that we already had and were doing, mm -hmm. and they just helped us level them up. And mm -hmm. now, like anytime we need something scenic, we know it's going to be done to the best, right. the best uh, quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, we expanded our build team. And and, I mean, you haven't seen this building before, but just having a team to help us organize and keep things clean yeah. not only has helped with where we are now, but mm -hmm. our products have just like gone through the roof in quality. It's That's great. excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. Actually, one of the coolest things about all those people I mentioned mm -hmm. is they are multi-talented. Mm -hmm. So if we need a team of four carpenters, Rachel mm -hmm. knows how to build, Yasha right. knows how to build, he knows how to build. Everybody's if we need scenic, Chris knows how to scenic. Pick Everyone... up a saw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll work. So we have our roles, but we're also a very inclusive and supportive team. That's good. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I found that, you know, I, I started out at a local TV station and, you know, everybody did what had to be done. You know, if the teleprompter yep. guy called in sick, you know, I'd go work teleprompter for the news pro uh, broadcast or whatever. But then I got to California and where it completely changed, you know, you had, you had all these, everybody had job. their little tiny window of a job and you couldn't, even if you knew how to do it you couldn't touch anything else or do anything else yeah and the, the lack of productivity that 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 created was just staggering to me I don't know how anybody got anything done yep that was my first experience in the film industry originally was uh, I got yelled at by a grip for touching mm -hmm. something and mm -hmm. I was very new so I was like I don't even know what grip means let alone <laughs> what your stuff is right like, I just wanted to move it out of the way like I know not to touch big expensive lights and camera right, right. but you know a tripod a sandbag, or, or yeah. sandbag right I'm like mm -hmm. oh I'm, I'm sorry. sorry that's a union sandbag <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I mean we now the beauty of this is we're kind of in a weird in-between we work with union people we work with mm -hmm. non-union people and mm -hmm. and we have clients that really trust us and that means a lot 
That's excellent. Yeah, you build those relationships and get that recurring business, and that's really important. Obviously, things, you know, you talk to the the different studio managers and heads around right now. You talk to the different equipment rental companies and the uh, and, and the other vendors and suppliers like you guys, and everybody's really busy right now. There's a lot going on in Texas, and there's plans for new facilities and new studios and new new properties where you can shoot back lots and things like that. How's that impacted y'all's business, and are y'all are y'all you know, prepared and focused and ready to do what you've got to do to keep up with the work demand. It can only help. Yeah, actually, I'm really looking forward to a lot of the expansion that's happening here. Mm -hmm. um, not only because it's going to get us more work and things, but uh, one of our missions here at Lucky Draft, as mm -hmm. we've been going, is to uh, cut down on waste and improve processes. Mm -hmm. And um, over the three years that we've been in business, we've really accomplished a lot. We've got a, a full stock of flats that we keep rent rentable mm -hmm. at any given time. Um, with our team working swiftly together, we save time, we save money. Right. And so as these new people come to town, like we're going to be able to present them a, mm -hmm. a fully functioning, high-quality scene shop. You know, the guy that's going to build Ambassador over here is from LA, mm -hmm. and so he's used to a certain standard. Right. And I am not shy about saying I think we're going to yeah. meet and/or yeah. exceed that standard. Excellent, excellent. That's also good. Like you're talking about with, with that working with the LA guys and stuff, who they're used to the union stuff, and they and 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 they understand it. It's good to have a good understanding of both sides because you are going to have to work with 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 both, and it's a it's a very different experience, uh, both on the actor side and the you know, set design and gaff and 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 G and E and all that. It it becomes becomes a deal. Plus, you know, working with those people too, it, you got to incorporate a lot of that into your set design. And it sounds like you're getting the precision so tight. You talked about the mechanical arm, how it you know replicates exactly the same exact shot. You know, I guess as technology grows and expands and that becomes more common, so is the I guess the precision in which some of the sets are gonna to have to be done and 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 the accommodations are gonna to have to be made in the set design to, to incorporate those things. So uh, how are y'all looking at, 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 at keeping up with that? I mean, I, I, I don't even know how you would keep up with that, but how do you try to look to the future and, and try and anticipate things that are coming? So we actually looked into, there's people who make aluminum flats rather than mm -hmm. made out of wood. They're easier to reuse. Problem with them, I mean, they have their own problems, but, mm -hmm. um, they just they have to be in a set system and mm -hmm. that system is usually you know that front needs to be replaced every single time mm -hmm. or the sides need to be fixed or whatever mm -hmm. and with us um I, I that precision is always difficult because that triangle have you ever heard of it the good mm -hmm. fast and cheap right right pick two yeah so we're always right. trying to make it where we can give everybody all three yeah. that's it's it's yeah. difficult but the like he was talking about our flats like we it used to be just us where our flats were like okay we got a job coming up we got to sand the flats down again and mm -hmm. but now they're prepped and ready so right. we had a really quick turnaround job last week and mm -hmm. we had five or six flats right. and it was just okay paint them they're out mm -hmm. the next day it's yeah. customer loyalty when they know they can call you and you can pull their butt out of a crack. Oh you know? yeah, yep. <laughs> absolutely. Then that's you, I, you become their their favorite go-to guy. My favorite yep. thing I've so, heard recently is, I know you guys are, are busy and I bet you can't do this. I was like, oh, give it a shot. Bet yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah. 
We really so, improved yeah. our process in that way. And uh, massive credit to him. He mm -hmm. started designing in the last couple of years, um, starting with uh, little commercials or whatever. But he just mm -hmm. did a full two point eight million dollar movie at the end of last nice, year. Nice. And uh, so a lot of just understanding how our things go together. Mm -hmm. it, he designed a set that used all of our pieces and how they should be used. We had moving walls. We mm -hmm. had different rooms on the back of each other. And it was just, it was all of our processes mm -hmm. seemed to come together in one. And it was great because since he had understanding, mm -hmm. we were able to do it fairly efficiently. Right. Um, and then that also lends to whenever production designers come talk to us, he knows exactly where they're coming from and uh -huh. so we can interpret that. Oh, too. Don't get me wrong. I would love... Speaks their language. Yeah, I would exactly. love somebody to go, I have as much money as possible. But that's <laughs> never the case. Because yeah. even... Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean, you got... People always think like, oh, big names, big commercials. They must have a ton of money. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, a different budget, but with the different budget comes other expenses. And, yeah. and somehow the money all gets used up anyway. Yeah, or, or maybe it's <laughs> so, a social spot, or maybe right. it's not like a main. People are always thinking, oh, it's commercial work. It's It's got to be a national level. No, it could just be a local mm -hmm. run, mm -hmm. who, whoever knows. And uh, with that is, okay, we can, we can save you money. And we have a lot of customers who come in and go, Oh, you've saved me, and now I'm never yeah. going anywhere else. There you like, go. Yes, that's that's, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. yeah, and like they say, you know, you talk about the you know the budgets. One of the things that you do learn, and we talk about shooting on a set versus location, or whatever. You know, like the thing that you said with the triangle. You know, skilled labor isn't cheap, and cheap labor isn't skilled. You know, so you 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 provide that to to your customers, but at a competitive price, and you're there when they need you, and you can. Drop what you're doing and, and and do something to help them. That's 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 building a little bit. I know as a producer, when I'm on set and there's a sudden last minute need, you know, I've got my three phone numbers that I you know I'm calling one of the, one of these three guys can 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 do this. I hope if they're even available, you know. So that's that, that's a great great resource. Well, that's really exciting, guys. And and is there anything else y'all want to talk about before we we we're gonna go and kind of walk around, have a look around. But I mean, uh, before we start that, is there anything else we all wanted to share with everybody, or talk uh, about your business? Any names you want to drop, or, or <laughs> things? Uh, like I could I could drop yeah. names for days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I love Victoria Resendez in town. She's mm -hmm. great. She is actually the one we're uh, we just helped out on a job in Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, she's a designer. Okay. Sorry. Yes, she's a designer. <laughs> um, Phil Rios and mm -hmm. Dakota Millett, they both helped me on this last film, as well mm -hmm. as Annie Bradford. She's a writer and director, mm -hmm. and she sometimes, uh, I, I beg her to help us with design. I mean, I, I could go on forever, but the, the biggest thing is that we have been so lucky to have the support in the last three years mm -hmm. that we have, three plus years now. Mm -hmm. And we're... We love working with the people in town, love meeting new people mm -hmm. like you guys, and it's, I'm hoping that if you talk to us again in the next couple of years, we'll mm -hmm. have a massive warehouse full of right. all my junk, I mean stuff, right. that <laughs> very important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be sitting off. in the studio hot tub talking about exactly. uh, whatever's going exactly. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you remember that time yeah. when we were in that dusty... <laughs> right, yeah. Now that brings up an interesting question, as you were talking about, you've been very lucky. Where does the name Lucky Giraffe come from? Oh, God. It, I needed. I can't a, not ask that question. I Everybody's going to ask name. me. Why didn't you ask that question? <laughs> I needed a name because back when I was pretending to be bigger than I was, uh, I ordered something online from some construction company, okay. uh, some particular product that a client wanted, and they're like, "What's your company name?" I need a company name, and I was like, "Uh, uh, uh tall and Irish, Lucky Giraffe." <laughs> there you go. And I told Corey, he was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> Although we did have to change our logo on our first big. 
uh, commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used the, to have this picture. This, it was this cartoon goofy giraffe with his uh-huh. tongue sticking out. You know, when we started this company, we had no idea where it was going. Right. Um, I thought it was funny. It, I loved it. Uh, but this producer came in from L.A. on this on this commercial that we did, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Guys, you look like a kids' party company." <laughs> so uh, we were like, uh-huh. "Oh." Well, uh, okay. let's work on that. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, so yeah. the shamrock kind of wrote it up a little. So we ended up yeah. with this, uh, you know, you shamrock go. and draft thing. Um, but what's really funny is we've been with this company for so long now uh, that uh, the kind of the origin of the name Lucky Giraffe mm-hmm. has been forgotten by several of our friends. Mm-hmm. And my fiance the other day saw his Twitter handle, which is the Lucky Giraffe, and she said, "Wait, why does he get to be the Lucky Giraffe?" <laughs> and I was like, "Cause he is the there's Lucky two Giraffe. of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the tall one. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, six foot eight, he wins. Yeah, uh, I got go. a couple inches." So, it's a mess now because we had a, a rainstorm that collapsed the tent out here and I had to shove everything in here. But this is lamps and lampshades and computers and phones and uh, old school phones and a bear trap for some reason <laughs> and my cleared artwork for. Uh, Dressing and uh, swords and knives and guns and whatever yeah. else people Machine like guns to... and all kinds of Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons of that. It can't be in Texas. I like... When, when somebody walked past here the other time, they looked back and I just started putting the wall so people could grab stuff. And they're like, that is the most Texas back wall I've ever seen. <laughs> Looks like something would open up in James Bond's house. Right. Like the wall would open up and that would 